Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, Nick describes being a new meditation teacher out in the world, encountering all kinds of people. Some describe that they feel happy, healthy, not stressed or anxious. Why would they need meditation? In this conversation, we reveal a deeper why that is very pertinent to those people that uh, probably don't think that meditation is something for them. So, Johnny, I've recently graduated in your One Giant Mind teacher training program. Bravo. <laughs> Grazie. <laughs> so I had that yay moment uh, that you were discussing in one of the other episodes. And um, Is it a perpetual yay? Yay. <laughs> it is, and I'm excited for more yays. So my question to you is now that I'm a certified teacher, in the world, you know, people, you have a lot of conversations and people are intrigued. It has come up already in the past and it's bound to happen more where um, someone has in conversation said, you know, I'm happy and healthy, life's good. You know, is meditation for everyone or is it? Is it for me? You know, is there another or sort of a, a bigger reason why we, why that would be beneficial for somebody like that. Mm. Of course. Hmm. Um, it's an interesting question you pose. Uh, the simple answer is yes, many, 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 um, because happy and healthy are not um, sort of rigid states. They're dynamic, fluctuating states that are actually always growing and know no limit. Happiness can increase and increase and increase and increase. Health can become increasingly more healthy, refined. There is, uh, you know, to my understanding, no real limit to the degree to which we can feel fulfilled and healthy and vital. We can always increase it. And so um, that's the framework by which I, I'll respond to this. When somebody asks you that, um, it's less about sort of giving them a general response because they're not coming to you with a specific need. As I trained you in the program, we have this little rule where we're not evangelists. We don't go around telling people why they need to learn to meditate because <laughs> that's not really uh, a powerful way of attracting people to to inquiring more deeply because ultimately it is only through inquiry that somebody is receptive to receiving knowledge if somebody's not open and there's no inquiry then telling somebody something is likely to cause an adverse reaction at uh, the opposite to the desired reaction which is get lost <laughs> i'm not interested in what you're telling me mm. but if somebody's saying to you you know i'm happy and i'm healthy um is meditation for me? Rather than giving them an answer, I'd ask some more questions. I would say, well, tell me about your relationships. Tell me about some of the habits that you have that you know are probably not the best, but you you really like to change them, but you struggle with it sometimes. Tell me about, you know, a relationship that you have that you might be struggling with. 
Are there, you can say, are there any relationships that you might be struggling with? And, you know, if that person is human, the answer will be yes. <laughs> Because the reality is that, you know, we all, at least from time to time, struggle with our relationships. And that's an extension of us struggling with our relationship with ourselves. The truth is that we, just like uh, health and happiness, are not rigid, static ideas. We are a moving target. We are something that is constantly in flux. And therefore, our relationship to ourself is changing. And what we want to do is learn how to maintain a fluid connection and relationship to ourselves, whereby we are able to detect the fluctuations of things that take place inside of us. And to counteract and counterbalance in the same way when you're riding a bicycle. When you're riding a bicycle down a, a flat track, you know, you're centered on it, you're over the top of it, and you can just pedal. But then when you approach a corner, the rules of how to ride the bike immediately change. You don't approach the, that corner by staying over the top of it and continuing to pedal. You kind of adjust yourself a little bit, to the left or right of the seat relative to the corner that you're approaching, you cease pedaling. You might even apply a little bit of brakes and then you lean into the corner. Now, if you applied that principle whilst you're just going straight, you'd probably go, right? Hmm. So that principle didn't apply to going just straight. When we're going around a corner to make the turn, leaning into it like that enables us to turn and, and, and make the and make the turn, right? On a straight track, we go off the track. What I'm describing here is a sort of dynamic shift of weight to generate motion in a particular way. This same principle applies to the way in which we exist as human beings. In any given moment, we are confronted with circumstances whereby the mentality, the relationship to the moment, the amount of energy and attention we're giving to our experience may not be relevant to the very next moment. I could be sitting here admiring that jar of candy over there. Mmm, yummy candy. And then somebody says, Hey, Johnny, uh, remember yesterday when you said you were going to do this thing, but you didn't? And da 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 and actually, you know, expresses a dissatisfaction with something that I did or didn't do. And it's like, I'm having a real problem with you right now, and I'm not really, not really trusting you. And I need you to, to demonstrate that uh, you're on board with our agreement, as an example. Now, if I would apply the same mentality <laughs> of my relationship to the candy over there, admiring them, and mm, yummy candy, to the person that's making that demand of me to respond, if I just looked at them and went, hmm yummy friend who's angry at me. What kind of response do you think I get from them? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a silly analogy, but it, it serves its purpose for the moment. The demand is for me to shift my perspective, shift my relationship to the moment, and apply a different relationship to the experience in order to, one, respond in a way that alleviates that person's concern and 
reestablish a flow of trust and connection, right? That, that, that would be my desired outcome, and that would be really, I would imagine, that person's desired outcome. Mm. The mechanism that enables me to shift from one state to another is this dexterity of awareness and adaptability. And as far as I'm concerned, you can never be too good at that. Hmm. Meditation is the thing that cultivates our internal adaptability to adapt from one expectation to another, one set of demands to another in the most elegant and graceful way where there is minimal resistance, maximum flow and participation with creativity rather than resistance, defensiveness and conflict, Mm. which is, what we feel a lot of the time, we're doing something and we're trying to get it done for a very important reason and then something goes bang and slaps us across the face and goes, looky here. (laughs) And our ability to adapt to that circumstance is minimal because, and I don't care how happy and healthy you are, (laughs) you are human and you are going to react to that. The resources that we can cultivate to enable us to be more fluid and dynamic in the way in which we respond to adapting is cultivated in meditation. And essentially what it is, is a connection to that part of ourselves that knows that we are capable, that knows that we inherently have the intelligence in us to respond to any demand that arises. And it only requires practice through repetition to ingrain this response as a habit. When my body reacts, I notice it, I let go, I revert to that deeper place where that intelligence lies, and I await for insight to emerge and respond like that. And so in this conversation with this person, what I'm doing is I'm I'm giving you some some much deeper subcontext mm. <laughs> or s- some subtext to a, to a response that you could possibly enter into a, a, a beautiful conversation about what I'm talking about right now. Mm. When you ask somebody a question, you know, well, you know, how are you experiencing your relationships? What's something that you're frustrated with? You can introduce meditation in this context that it is something that cultivates one of the most precious resources that we can as a human being. And that is that adaptability, which is another word for intelligence, which is another word for love, (laughs) Hmm. cultivating greater love, love for self, love for other, that dynamic response where you never feel overwhelmed by external demands to the extent that you lose sight of the truth of who you are you're cultivating greater layers of richness of that happiness, greater layers of richness of that healthiness. Mm. You know, it's just increasing health and happiness because health and happiness can be a fickle thing in the face of unforeseen challenging circumstances, even for the the, the most adept (laughs) Mm. and practiced. It's still a great challenge. And we can never have too much fuel in the tank. 
Mm. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. I was just thinking it's almost like you're, um, the way we want to acquire more uh, money or status or prosperity, if we turn that in, the we're getting greater fulfillment and subtleties of awareness, which um, without diving into that space, uh, we struggle to cultivate without doing that. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You can put it just like that. Mm. You know, but by saying, you know, asking the question, you know, you know, uh, are there any relationships that you're challenged by? Yeah. Oh, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Mm. You know, have you considered that, um, you know, what you're challenged by is the, the rigid attachment to your idea of how that dynamic needs to play out every time? Because mm. it's the lack of adaptability that causes us to be rigidly attached to our worldview, our way of seeing things that makes mm. us go, no, I'm not budging. <laughs> you know, and then dish, 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 mm. clashing of heads. So it creates that fluidity a bit more. Yeah. You know, mm. all we generally need to do in a moment where, where we're in conflict with our perspectives, it only takes one person to concede and just go, oh, I'm letting go of my worldview for a second. Even though I might be justified in feeling right, you know, that old statement, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> mm. I'm always after the happy one. Mm. I don't care so much for right, only to the extent that it will break a cycle of continued dysfunctional interaction. Mm. You need to be right only to the extent to break the cycle. But generally, to get two people back onto the, onto the same page requires that you generally concede the need to be right for the longer game of being happy. And that requires adaptability, particularly if mm. somebody's really annoying you. <laughs> mm. You know, you have faith in your capacity to lead them to a place of a deeper truth of what, why we interact. We interact because we care about each other. And we have a sincere desire to want to grow together and share in something together, create something together, and for it to be meaningful for both of us equally. Mm. And, you know, that's one way of doing it. And meditation is awesome for that. Mm. Yeah, thank you. It's awesome. Great. Thank you. <laughs> The standout here is the idea that we can never be too adaptable, too nimble and dynamic in life. And regardless of how happy you feel, we can exponentially increase that dynamism and that level of energy through a regular practice of meditation. Special thanks to our show producers, Trevor Exter and Sean Tomlin, music by Ali. Special thanks to Andrea Stern for allowing us to record all of our sessions in her beautiful studio and to all the One Giant Mind team. Thank you for listening and being a part of One Giant Mind. If you don't already and you're interested in learning to meditate, an easy free way is to download the One Giant Mind Learn Meditation mobile app on iTunes or Google Play. The best way to learn, however, is from a teacher. And if you're interested in learning the One Giant Mind technique, email us at teachers at onegiantmind.com and we'll help you find a teacher in your area. If you're a passionate meditator and the idea of becoming a teacher is something that inspires you, consider becoming certified with the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program that I've developed. The certification program is 100% online and can be done on your smartphone, laptop or tablet anywhere in the world. Teaching can be one of the most fulfilling experiences because you're having such a meaningful impact in people's lives. 
If you're interested in enrolling and would like to receive a special discount, email teachers at onegiantmind.com and mention the One Giant Mind podcast to get a great discount. Finally, if you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends and give us a review because it improves our rankings and helps others find this podcast. And I really hope you can join us for the next episode.